the judge tells me, you have to go back to New Jersey, that they don't have any jurisdiction, the kids belong in New Jersey, and that there's nothing they can do. And that I have until, I have to leave December 24th with my kids to go back. So what I do is I say Christmas because I have nowhere to go in New Jersey. Um, I have two weeks to figure out um, where am I going to take my boys. He has taken the house, he has taken the car, he has taken my money, he has taken everything. And I'm forced to go back with the boys by myself with no help. Um, As we resume Jennifer's stirring journey, we find her once again in the Garden State, New Jersey, fighting an uphill battle. This is no ordinary battle, though. It's a struggle that is about to go on within the solemn halls of a courthouse, a custody battle against her astray husband. Jennifer, our resilient protagonist, is a mother alone, standing her ground with her two beautiful children by her side. Stripped of financial security, without a job, and distant from the warmth of kinship, she stands on unfamiliar terrain. This is a story of endurance and love, of a mother's determination, and the odds stacked against her. This is American Divorce Stories, a show where our guests share their complicated, juicy, sometimes sad, sometimes funny details about their lives and romantic partnerships. A show where we dig deep into why and how we get into relationships and the dynamics of how heartbreaks and endings eventually lead to new, fresh beginnings. So I look, I look at Airbnb and I, I put in like the budget that I can afford and I put all of New Jersey, you know, like all of New Jersey, just find me and only one, one place pops up and it's this shithole in, um, close to Jersey shore and it's, um, Summers Point, New Jersey. And when I mean shithole, I mean like. You know, mold everywhere. Mold, like the 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 ground the the brown rug is sticky. Um, the kitchen is made in the seventies. Things are falling apart. It's a one bedroom with a double bed, not even a queen bed, and all of us have to my me and my two kids have to sleep there. And so I'm there for like three months, hoping that this custody trial sums up and it doesn't it gets postponed her mother the the his lawyer's mom passed away she needs to postpone it goes on from december until july i am with my two kids just jumping around from airbnb to airbnb jennifer's estranged husband knows she has no money So the longer him and his lawyer can drag this custody battle, the more vulnerable Jennifer will be. My mom gave me her car. And I'm using that until to this day. Um, My judge that I had that was a nice guy, 
ended up going to criminal court and I had applied for child support. I had applied for relocation. The courts lost this. They lost it. And um, I never got child support during this time. My relocation never was, was heard. Um, my lawyer ha was traveling from North Jersey to, to, the, to these hearings, two hours, one way. And I had no money to give him. I would give him very little, you know, but he would still show up and he would still fight for me. Um, they brought in a child lawyer. So a, a guardian at Liam or whatever they call it. So that one now comes in. She's a, I have to pay for her. I have to pay for this woman. She comes in and she interviews. She takes three people, close, my close family friends and three people of his close family. She does this whole big investigation. The investigation comes back and everything is for him. Everything. I shouldn't get the kids. The kids belong to him. I, he makes the money. I need to get a job. Um, all these things. All these things. I don't have a car. I don't have this. I don't have a house. I don't have any. I don't have the means to take care of my kids. He needs to. He. he and then she does the investigation. She also puts in that he's never taking care of the kids. She's. A, she talks to his family and his friends, and they. They've never seen him take care of the kids. But he deserves the kids and not me. In this custody battle on paper, this child's lawyer is supposed to be neutral and working solely towards the children's best interest and should be making recommendations to the court based on that. But in reality, a lot of these child lawyers are actually not as objective as they should be because of conflicts of interests or personal relationships with the lawyers involved. And in many instances, the more expensive the lawyer, the more of these relationships they have. And in Jennifer's case, her husband is the one with the money and with the more expensive lawyer. Okay, so from New Jersey, this is what I've heard. Okay, this is what I've heard. That the person is appointed by the court and the, this person, I don't know if they're private or if they work for the government, I'm not sure, but they're appointed from the court and they're supposed to be a third party, unbiased, un, like, you know, they're doing an investigation on the court's behalf, you know? They shouldn't lean to one side or next. They do their investigation and then through their investigation, they come up with their, you know, what they think is best for the kids. And it's always about the best for the kids. But this person, like you said, she knows the lawyer. She knew the lawyer because we're in the hearing room. And in order to get her for the next hearing and pick out dates, his lawyer in the hearing room was like, let me text her and see when she's free. I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm, my math drops. And I'm looking at this like, don't you guys see this bias? You guys don't don't hear yourselves anymore? Or is it just so natural for you that you and you've been getting away with this that it's normal now? It's normalized. That this woman and her are besties, they're texting each other, and they're gonna pick a date now when she should come in for a hearing. And I'm so pissed off at this point. She put things in there to make me look like like, like whatever he said about me. And, you know, she put things like his dad is a doctor and he lives in Florida. And what does his dad have to do with my kids? You know, I 
I had read that thing and I came out with two pages of lies. Everything this woman said about me were lies. And so I gave it, I, I honestly, when she went up to testify, I gave my lawyer everything. I gave him everything. And, you know, she was laughing. Like, why would you give him the kids if you know that he's never done anything for the kids? You said yourself, he's never changed a diaper. So why do you think he deserves the kids? She's laughing, like giggling on the stand about it. And she's like, yeah, he did. You know, it's, it is true. He's never changed a diaper. And when we finally, the turning point, I think, for the judge was when my lawyer asked her, you know, why are you, why, why are you saying, why are you talking about his dad? Your, you know, my ex's dad. What does his dad have to do with the kids? Why is the line there saying that he's an MD? Is he an MD? That's what, it, and she starts to laugh. And she's like, actually, you know what? I don't know if he's an MD. And she's like, on to this day, I'm not sure if he's actually an MD, which proved that she was lying. The whole thing was a lie. So she just, she just, she did it herself. She just said she's putting things that are not even facts on this piece of paper. So the judge had no, he threw it out. Her report was thrown out. She's been doing it so long and she's been getting away with it for so long that she didn't, she just, she didn't care at this point. And then when the judge threw out her, her um, reports and when the lady messed up during testimony, their faces completely changed. They thought they had it in the bag. They thought that they were, she thought that he was going to take the kids away from me and that I was just going to go back to Canada by myself. Divorce and custody court battles, most of the time, are marathons, not sprints. Despite Jennifer winning this first court battle, her struggles are far from over. And she will need a lot of emotional stamina and sheer courage to survive this constant roller coaster of emotions. Finally, the hearing came to a conclusion in July. And in July, um, the my judge was sent to criminal court. So they kind of just, you know, fast-tracked and 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 did what they had to do in order to speed up and complete all of his cases. So they didn't do my relocation and they didn't give me any child support. Um, I got, in July 1st, I got the custody order. And the custody order was pretty much, he got the kids every single weekend and two nights, Tuesdays and Thursdays. But the judge gave me the house and said that me and the two minors, the, the two kids can stay in the home. But so this is in July. He doesn't leave the house. He doesn't leave the house. And the judge is gone and I'm, I, I moved to a hotel room. I went to the police. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing they can do. I went to the sheriff's office. There's nothing they can do. I have to go back and fight at court for this. You know, my lawyer, my lawyer now, you know, he, he, honestly, he's exhausted and I haven't been paying him. I have no money to pay. I've been just trying to survive. You know, my credit cards, everything is racked up. I've been begging family and friends, you know. During this whole struggle, Jennifer has no income and has been relying on the goodwill of her family and friends in Canada. 
yeah it's i'm through credit it's through my credit and through um begging family and friends and it's canadian money like this is not even american money this is less than you know and i'm just trying to survive and trying to you know for my kids right i got to i got to feed them i got to take care of them i got to entertain them i have to i'm like they're not in school i'm homeschooling them on top of all of this too right like at this point my son is 6 you know he's supposed to be in kindergarten and my other son is 3 you know so i'm i'm homeschooling my kids right now because i don't have a residence i don't have a i don't have a, an address to give a school to so my son can go to school i have an, i'm i'm a nomad like i don't even have a home right the, between this time I don't have a home. I'm just going from place to place just trying to survive. With her husband refusing to leave the house despite the court order and law enforcement not willing to enforce the court order, Jennifer is once again renting cheap motel rooms. And this time, she finds herself in an area where women are going missing on a very frequent basis. With its failing casino economy, Atlantic City is the perfect definition of a failed city. a completely unsafe city for a woman alone with her two small children I was in Atlantic City Atlantic City at 10 o'clock every night there's a siren that goes off there is a siren that goes off at 10 o'clock at night every night and it's to warn younger kids to go go home and it's and I would hear this a few nights and I was like what the hell is this and I googled it a siren 10 o'clock at Atlantic City and it's a thing that they do there. Can you believe that? Like I was like it blew my mind. I had no idea what I was going into. Like I didn't know, you know. I I went to Atlantic City. I thought it was just like a touristy spot, you know. I never knew what it was about until I had to live there. And this not so touristy spot becomes even less touristy when random people start knocking on Jennifer's door. But someone knocked on my door. These two Spanish guys. I'm a Canadian. I opened the door. Bad mistake. But anyways, I opened the door. And you know, they get they don't speak a word of English. They're they're talking with me through a translator on their phone. Pretty much, you know, their mother and wife, like a woman, they know their mother or their wife. So it's a son and a husband. They're looking for this woman. She just disappeared. And that is where we'll pick up Jennifer's American divorce story in the next episode. Make sure you are subscribed to our show on your podcast app to follow along with Jennifer's story and all of other future stories.